The date is June 14th, 2023. This is future Lily Molly, and we're responding to our past selves. Wait, when did we take that? Like August? No, it was like September something. Because we. That's crazy. It was on I'm like, I'm like getting chills. Yeah, no, it's. It was so weird to listen back to and so nice because. And, like, I spoke to Lily about this just to, like, have that set in stone to hold us accountable to hear it. It was just nice to hear, like, I, uh, how far we've come. I know. That is crazy. I want to dedicate this episode to Shira because she's been talking about it for so long, how excited she is for this to come out. Really? Yeah, it's so Shira, cute. Shira, that's so cute. Yeah, no, it's so cute. So, this is for Shira. We miss you. Oh, my God. Hey, Shira. Okay, <laughs> you start. <laughs> okay. Fine, so I thought that the way that we should do this is, which I just told Lily, is that we should talk about, like, in the first episode, we basically laid out a lot of the goals we had for the year, and, like, where we were at with certain things, like, Aliyah and whatever, and then we'll talk about that and how, like, if we've accomplished them or not, and then we could talk about the biggest lessons we've learned, and then where we're at now. Yeah. So, I can start with, Mm -hmm. like, one of the first things that I said was that which I'm so happy I said. I'm so happy I said that. Yeah, like think like thinking back to the things I've said, like I'm so happy I've said that cuz I said these things with a certain like idea in mind or specific situation I was yeah. talking about, but it turned out to like be affiliated with so many other situations I went through. Yeah. Like, no, that's I just crazy. We were just talking about like for so long how this was literally the best year ever and yeah, we couldn't have been happier with how I'm so happy everything so happy yeah i feel like there are it's like differences in like the reasons why we're happy which we'll like get to yeah but in general like it's just optimistic and it's good yeah it's like good vibes leaving on a high mm-hmm. which is great so the one of the biggest goals that i had for this year was that i was going to grow because of exploration and experimentation yeah, instead of that. like growing from mistakes and I am so happy I said that because I think that was my biggest area of growth this year, which like makes me happy. 100%. Because I, there's a lot of things, whether it be food, like smaller things from food and like different situations to like big, like deep rooted issues that I wanted to discover and explore and figure out about myself and just like be open. And I think that that was something huge that I took from this year was just being open to everything and like taking opportunities as they come and like... From like I think that the big thing for me was food because I've always been such a picky eater and it's I think that there's so like it's a lot more comfortable to just eat what you're used to and eat mm-hmm. pasta and eat pizza and like eat that kind of stuff that like you know that you'll like and it's safe even like one of the first times we would go to restaurants and like I would order something that like maybe I, I like it was kind of like in the air whether I would like it or not like it could be really good or it could be really bad and I'm happy that a lot of the year I tried to like incorporate that incorporate that yeah. and like order new things and try like new things. try new things and like push myself out of my comfort zone and that that for me was really really big yeah I think for me one of the things I said was being comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah and that pretty much I when I was saying that I was talking about my relationship which was also one of my goals which was to like be true to what I know and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so when I said that it was basically because I was starting long distance and it was going to be uncomfortable and I wanted to be comfortable with the fact that it's going to be hard yeah. and me and Adam are still together Woo! so it is true and we're doing long distance again because he just left for the army like there was a hiccup in time but that's normal yeah. but I'm really glad that like we both stayed true to each other and what we wanted yeah but with With that, I think when I said, like, my goal of being comfortable with discomfort, like, 
it applied to so many other things that I didn't know were going to happen on yeah. Kivun. Like, there were many things on Kivun that were not comfortable. Like, yeah. messy kitchen or, like, things not working in the house or getting evicted or, like, just <laughs> smaller things silly like things like that. Um, and also Marva, like, the army program that we did, like, that is, it's not supposed to be comfortable and pretty. It's yeah. supposed to be hard and it's yeah. supposed to be challenging. But I think doing something that's hard and challenging, like, is the best way to grow. You're yeah. never going to grow yeah. unless you push yourself out of your limits and give yourself a chance to grow. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just being exponential. But that's different from, like, jumping. I don't know. Yeah. That kind of didn't make sense. But, like, yeah. you get what I mean? Like, how are you going to grow if you're doing the same thing and just being in comfort? Like, yeah. you have to... You have to, like, a little bit go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, which is obviously uncomfortable. But yeah. I wanted to get... My goal was to get okay with the idea of that. Like, yeah. the idea that this kind of blows now, but don't overreact. Yeah. It's okay. It'll be better for you in the end sort yeah. of situation. You're not going to regret it. You're going to be happy. And yeah. it, it this sort of idea prepares you a lot in general for a lot of things. Like in time, in life, there's going to be a lot of hiccups, like no yeah. matter who you are and what you're doing. But yeah. there's going to be times where you're not going to be so comfortable. And I'm not saying that you need to be comfortable. Like it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But like don't dwell over it and yeah. just... Embrace make the best yeah and make the best of the situation and i think i i kind of grew in that area like i i definitely yeah. would say like i also came home early but that that's com- that's different from like not being un- like comfortable yeah. because yeah. i just i was ready to go home yeah. and like i felt like i did my part and i also wanted to figure things out with my future and i did have some discomfort at home that i was like just like the the things that i went through on kivun prepared me for yeah. so I'm really happy with, in the end, in hindsight, like, the things that were really stressful ended up helping me out the most. Yeah. And I just think that's a good takeaway from a lot of things in life, to stay positive. Like, this is hard now, and it sucks now, but in the end, you're going to be happy you did it, or you're just going to be proud of yourself for whatever that thing was. I think that's also so important about becoming comfortable in discomfort, is there's sometimes like you have to create a boundary and like for you that was coming home when you did because you felt that you've done what you had to do and like understanding that there's certain limits to forcing yourself to be in uncomfortable situations like you have to also know your boundaries and know when like okay this is actually too far for me and like I don't have to necessarily push myself to the limit in order to grow you Mm -hmm. know yeah and I think that's also important that's that's important for growth is to know your limits too and like yeah. respect your own boundaries. Yeah, you have to stay true to yourself. Like yeah. you can't go over overboard, but yeah. I think people's limits are always much higher than they think they are. Yeah. Which is a huge thing also. Yeah. Like you really think like for example in, in Marva, there was I hate running. Like I am not a runner. I absolutely hate running. And we had to do this like two mile run. For normal people, that's like fine but like i don't run i hate running so i was stressed it got me really nervous and all of that and i did it and like and i ran for such a long like without stopping way longer than i thought i could yeah and i could have gone longer without stopping so i was thinking about how my limits in that area are much higher than i actually think and i could really do it if i really tried yeah in all areas in general like like you can handle much more than you think you can yeah and it's that doesn't mean you should test it out in every area yeah. like and put yourself through some sort of torture but yeah. i'm just saying like 
if you go through something that seems really, really uncomfortable, it's okay. Like, you, yeah. I promise you, you're not going to die and you can handle it. Like, <laughs> I swear. Like, by the time you go to bed that night, you're going to be alive, I yeah, swear. Yeah. And th- that's something that helps me a lot. Like, yeah. am I going to die? No, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's totally okay. Yeah. Like, you have to, I have to run five miles. Okay, it's fine. Like, I'm yeah. not going to die. Yeah. I have to do this annoying paperwork. Like, I have to do this project. It sucks. Time goes on. Like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You can handle it. And just keep telling yourself that. Yeah. I think that's also something, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year, is that whenever you whenever you overcome it, and, like, facing that fear, facing that discomfort, is the only way to conquer it. Because after you face it, it becomes so small and little. And you just, you realize, like, why was I ever afraid of that? Yeah. And, like, I think that now there's a part of discomfort that kind of excites me. I'm scared of heights. And I'm not necessarily, like, I won't let it stop me. But, like, I will be extremely anxious. And, like, I, I will get, I'll feel a little sick. But, like, it won't stop me. Because I know, like, it will all be okay. And, like, if I do die, then, like, fine. I, I'm, I'm happy that I go out in a way that, like, I'm... <laughs> if I died, I'm happy because I didn't yeah, try yeah, not to die. Yeah. Um, no, like, I think that that's something that's so important. is because, like, whenever, like, at the beginning of the year, when we did that hike that was, like, with the, remember, like, in the, in the desert with, like, the staples. Oh, I yeah. I was scared shitless. Really? Because that scared me, like, I was like, what if my hand slips and, like, my, whatever. I was like, Joey Goldblatt, you're behind me. So if True, I fall, Joey. I fall. Yeah. Joey was also really scared. Yeah. But I was like, you're behind me. So, like, if I fall, I fall on you. And then, like, I'll have, like, a more comfortable landing. <laughs> you have a pillow. Yeah. Um, but... I was thinking about that versus, like, the hikes that I've done at the end of the year. I'm like, that was a joke compared to this. Like, it's just, like, it's so empowering to know that, like, you've overcome something that you were so scared of. And, like, everything becomes so little. And, like, I remember at the beginning of Kivun, I think that this was something about, like, finding my voice. Was that I, and, like, being confident in my sense of, in my knowledge, I guess. Like, sometimes, like, whenever there's group discussions or, like, questions or whatever, if I have a question and there's a speaker, I won't necessarily say something because of my fear of sounding stupid and I don't want to come off stupid. And it's crazy to think that, like, in my own group, which I've become so comfortable with, like, at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't say things to or, like, I wouldn't, even, like, in a class, in a classroom setting where where that's encouraged and that's normal, I wouldn't raise my hand and say what I had to say. Like, I'll kind of whisper it under my breath. But then, like, on Yom Hatzma'ut, there was a big event and for, like, a Zionist con- con- conference. And me, Sammy, and Colin Neat spoke in yeah. front of, like, hundreds of people. And, like, I remember being so scared. And, like, obviously that's, cr- like... For someone who's scared of that kind of stuff, like I'm scared to sound stupid, that was huge for me was the fact that like I was able to do that. And then I was like, how am I scared of if I can do that? How am I scared of my own friends? You know, like it just makes everything seem so small, which so is so true. empowering. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like I totally agree with that. Like I have a big fear of sounding or looking dumb and stupid. Like, yeah. so, like I used to like kind of change my opinions depending yeah. on who I was talking to, yeah. which in the end, didn't make me sound the brightest because, like, I would kind of change my opinion every day. Yeah. So something that helped me a lot and also helped me gain way more confidence um, is, like, staying true to what I believe yeah. in. Like, I don't even care. Like, I know there are people on Kibun who don't like me so much because of, like, my opinions. Yeah. And that's fine. But all I know is that I don't regret anything I said and yeah. everything I said I meant. And, yeah. and it's okay if you don't agree with me, but I know at least... I. 
I knew what I was talking about and it's important to me that I didn't sound stupid. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm very proud I said that yeah. and I'm not going to hide it because I'm just talking to you. Yeah. Like this is who I am. This is what I believe in. Yeah. And in Marvel, I became like the, one of the commander's assistants and that helped my confidence so much. Like the way I see myself is so different now. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely think I can be more of a leader. I used to be scared to like say anything, but then on Marva, when I started saying more what I think yeah. and just talking more, people started recognizing it more. Yeah. So it made me way more confident. Yeah. And made me think like, like it's good to really stick to what you believe in and yeah. just like speak how you normally would speak and just yeah. do all of those things because like someone will notice and as long as you're proud of yourself. Yeah. And that's something that we were both saying, which is so nice that we were saying at the beginning of the year is that like we want to have a better sense of self and like yeah. under like be be firm in ourselves and unapologetically ourselves because like that's the only way that one you'll find people or the right opportunities for you and like you're not gonna do it by faking it. Yeah, you can't. There's no way you're ever gonna know yourself if you mask yourself. Yeah, you can be like, oh, I do know myself even if I'm faking it to other yeah. people. Like. You are what you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if you're constantly masking yourself, who who even are you? Because, yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. Also, like, you're not doing... Like, you're doing it for other people if you're masking yourself yeah. for other people. And why would you want to be friends with someone who th- doesn't yeah. think you're intelligent yeah. and thinks low of you? Yeah. Like, surround your... If people don't agree with you, and that's totally okay, yeah. they might not be the, the right crowd for you. Yeah. Like, people like hanging out with people who are similar. Yeah. So... It's also great to just stay true to yourself because you'll get better friends yeah. and better people in your life. And people recognize it and people can see oh, yeah. through it so well. So easily. And that's what I realized also at the end of the year was like whenever when we wrote notes to each other, like when people are telling you how you really like how they really feel about you and what they admire about you is that people were complimenting things that I felt are very true to my essence and to myself and to my being, which yeah. like I was really happy about because I'm like, one... I feel seen, but two, I put out, I was myself. A hundred percent. I so agree with the I feel seen. Yeah. Like, I have this, recently I've been going through a time where, like, I felt like, like a nobody and, like, I wasn't being seen and, I don't know, I'm so average. Yeah. But then I think back to, like, in high school when I walked in a room of a bunch of girls talking about someone in such a nice way, like, well, she's so confident. She always knows what she's talking about, which is so not true. Like, I just make it sound like I do. Like, I don't know why. But I was like, oh, who are you talking about? They're like, you. <laughs> and I wanted to cry. I actually literally started tearing up. I'm like, I can't, like, you yeah. see me as a confident person. You yeah. see me as someone who, like, knows what they want and yeah. knows who they are. That makes me happy. And then when I left Hibun, I got a note card. I don't, I don't really remember what it was. But it was basically... A goodbye card. Yeah. yeah. And also on Marvel, we did the notes thing. Yeah. Like, people were complimenting, like, my confidence and, and just, like, knowing who I am as a person. Yeah. And even if that's not necessarily true yet, yeah. like, which I do know who I am, but, like, everyone, yeah. there's still always some sort of... Yeah. Like, you're still always figuring things out. Yeah. But I felt seen as a person and, like... Yeah. It made my confidence go up. I was like... Yeah wow, maybe I really am confident. Maybe I really am that type of person. Yeah. And I'm so happy people see me like that because that's what I want to be. Yeah. And it's nice when your your strengths are 
also like a big weakness of yours there are moments where i'm like oh my god like who am i and like i don't feel like anybody yeah and then i remember how people told me that like my presence is big when i walk in a room yeah and i i'm like that means so much to me at this moment in my life right now. Yeah. Like, I will never forget when, like, someone's saying that to me. Yeah. Because, like, in moments where I feel like a nobody, like, yeah. I just remember someone saying that to me. After this year, I, um, like, know myself more as a person. And, like, yeah. and I understand more how people perceive me. And, like, it could be negative sometimes depending on who it is. And, yeah. it, and it could be positive. But all I know is that in general, like, I know who I am as a person. Yeah. Because you are what you do and what you put out. Yeah. Like, I remember this, like, debate, like, in freshman year. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was sort of along the lines, like, are you what you know you are or are you based on your actions? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, do your actions make up who you are? Or, like, your mind and, yeah, like, who thoughts. you are as a person make up who you are? Yeah. And I was totally on the side of, like, your mind. Like, sometimes actions are lies and words are lies. And, like, but you know who you are in your head. Yeah. And then this, like, was it Junior? was, like, at the end of the day, like, all these actions make up who you are. And, like, you could think that it's not part of you. And you could think that it's just... A hiccup or something but subconsciously your mind is making you do those things which yeah. represents who you are as a person yeah and i was like true <laughs> true like i completely switched up like yeah. what you put out and like what you say and what you do like it's not just like how people perceive you it's yeah. like who you are yeah not always, like, if you do something not nice once, like, yeah. I'm not saying you're a mean person, but yeah. if you're constantly doing not nice things, you can't be like, oh, those were just, like, hiccups. Yeah, no, 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 like, you're inten- doing yeah. it every time, so that's who you are. Yeah, sometimes the intentions don't matter if they don't align with the actions. 100%. Um, something that I said, which I don't know why, like, I, this, like, I feel like it connects, is that at the beginning of the year, like, in the episode I said, I want to learn how to control my emotions and learn to let things go. That's not even an area of growth is learning to control my emotions. I think it's a perspective change in the sense that like, I don't, you don't need to control your emotions. Like your emotions are your emotions. What you need to control is your reaction to them. A hundred percent. Which is, I think that's something that was huge this year and also learning to let things go and let, let things happen was like, things will happen in the way that they'll happen. And the only thing that you can do is control your reaction and embrace it like embrace the fact that like you you're feeling these things and like okay that's I also like think that there was a perspective change of the fact that like I started to see that as a beautiful thing I'm like this pain is beautiful it shows me that I care about this person or this the way that whatever it was like it shows it shows that you care or like this anger shows me that I have passion towards this and I should I should work on this like I think that that was something huge for me and I'm happy I'm so happy to like like you change that goal like for the better yeah that's like i've never even thought about it that way like getting angry at something is like oh why am i such an angry person no like i'm not i was just passionate about that one thing yeah this thing matters to me and i shouldn't blame myself for getting frustrated yeah like it's not my fault that this makes me feel a certain way yeah and i can choose to distance myself from that and it also kind of reminded me of something i did learn before i start i just want to preface that 
I'm not saying I'm the most disciplined person. I'm literally not. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym every single day and it's more for like boredom because I have nothing else to do. (laughs) But it's just like a habit I picked up, which is a good habit. Yeah. It's great that the (laughs) habit I picked up isn't like smoking cigarettes. It's going to the gym. Thank God. But like um, everyone's like, oh, how do you have like the motivation? And I'm like, some days I literally don't have motivation. It's not about motivation. It's about discipline. Yeah. Yeah, do I have motivation to write a 12-page paper for Dr. Isaacson's class? (laughs) Like, I had no motivation for that, but I had discipline, so I did it. Like, there are things that you're not always going to like, and you're not going to love, and you're literally not going to have any drive, and you're not going to want to do it at all. That does not give you an excuse to give up, because things get done through discipline. Yeah discipline that's so marva it is so marva like cleaning the room yeah literally do you want to take apart your like who who would have motivation to take apart their bed every single morning yeah like who wants to do that who yearns for that no one yeah but you do it because you're disciplined yeah it's the same thing about going to the gym i could have a really rough night the night before but i know these goals i set for myself yeah and I'm not going to not go because I don't feel like it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. going to go. And I could be in a bad mood the whole time, but I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm good. Like, that's my discipline. And I think that is such, it's like a little harsh. Yeah. But sometimes harsh is truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little smirk she did. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. Um, the truth hurts. Sorry. <laughs> um, and Yeah. To get what you ultimately want. To get that that one thing that you once had motivation and yeah. love for. Yeah. That can all go away. Yeah. But you know you once had that. So have enough discipline to carry that through. That's yeah. everything. Like if you really want this one job. Or if you want to own a business when you're older. You want to open up a salon. Yeah. You, ha- you have such passion and love for it in the yeah. beginning. But it gets hard because of finance and all of that. Like. Yeah. Don't just stop because you lost motivation for it. Yeah. Like, continue because of discipline, and you know that's what you want. Like, yeah. it's so important. Yeah. I feel like that's also, like, kind of has to do with the disconnect between logic and emotion is that emotion is the motivation. Yeah. And, like, um, you're motivated because you feel like you want it and you, yeah. want, you want it in the moment versus, like, your logic is the consistency discipline. and discipline. Yeah. Both very important. But I will say, a lot of the times, discipline is a little more important. Yeah. Like... It depends the scenario for sure, but in personal experience, things I've had motivation for, yeah, that's amazing and it's great and I'm, that's very important to start something. Yeah. But once that goes away, you're just giving up. Yeah. When you lose, like, no, you have to have discipline to continue. Yeah, that was that was like a huge part of Marva. The one thing Definitely. you learn is building habits by consistency and like you think it's stupid to run in a line for 10 second intervals oh my because god it is also you didn't really have a choice yeah it's not like you had like yeah. i feel like thinking about that like yes it was discipline but also like like do i want to stay three hours in an off weekend yeah. like no yeah i think doing the dish like the cleaning stuff that's yeah. more discipline like when volunteering yeah oh no don't even, Do even want to go down that road <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're Vo- like but who on this goddamn earth <laughs> Has any motivation to clean dishes from 500 people? Tell me. That is not a thing. Like, no one has motivation to do that. No one has a drive for that. But you have to have some sort of discipline that if no one's going to volunteer, 
someone's gonna be unhappy doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be unhappy doing it anyway, but, yeah. like, no one's gonna volunteer. This is gonna go by really slow. Yeah. Like, this is just taking a long time. Yeah. And someone has to do it, so I'll do it. Yeah. And then it gets done, gets done faster. And yeah. you thank yourself. Like, yeah. it's that, it's those type of... Yeah. Of situations where it's also one kind of like what I was saying before about when you do something it seems so like other things seem so small compared to it like when you do dishes for four hours straight and you're sopping wet and like you're doing it for dishes for 500 people suddenly when you get home and like there's dishes for the like one having a dishwasher yeah oh my god <laughs> no but like doing dishes at Kivun when like people are like why are you doing dishes and like I'm like what do you mean that's nothing like that's literally like what 20 plates like easy money like you could easy. do that in less easy. than 100 percent. and it's just like a perspective change which is also good. I, I think everything seems so small in general marva gave me such a the whole year gave me a perspective change yeah which i there are some sometimes like struggles like because yeah but that's like like with friends yeah. i'm saying like the differences like yeah about i feel like kivun like it gave us like such a from what we were used to, yeah. you know? It was very different. And I was telling Molly before how, like, even to this day, it's been, like, how how long has it been? Like, literally, like, almost four months since I've been home, maybe three, I don't know. But I still wake up thankful <laughs> that I'm not waking up at, from 25 alarms. <laughs> yeah. Playing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I'm thankful I'm waking up in my room alone. Yeah. Without an alarm. Yeah. At, during, and I can do whatever I want today. Wait, yeah. What do I feel like doing today? Like, yeah. wow, I'm so thankful. I can literally, like, make a coffee. Or I can make my bed without taking it apart. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't make my bed, but yeah. maybe I should. But <laughs> it's the little things that it's make me things. so appreciative for. But it's hard because people around me didn't go what I went, like, didn't yeah. do what I did. So it's hard to relate sometimes, you Yeah, know? no, it is. Like, I don't know. I haven't told you this. But it's not important, but, like ever since I got home I cannot stand dishes being in the dishwasher like mm-hmm. or like if there are dishes in the sink it better be because the dishwasher is running yeah like yeah why are you if yeah. you're done using a dish like why are you not putting the dishwasher yeah. so my sister because we grew up where like my mom would do it like yeah. it's just like yeah but like as we got older my mom was like put in the dishwasher whatever like don't leave it in the sink yeah and then until I went to Kivun like that really like stuck with me I'm yeah. also Marva just like I know it sounds stupid. But it's <laughs> like, not. It's not. Like, it, but it's a big change, it, like, just as my perspective. Like, yeah. I used to just leave it in the sink and leave it for my mom. Yeah. My perspective, just, like, do it now. Like, yeah. it doesn't hurt. You're not going to die. Just do it. Like, yeah. it's okay. And since my sister, like, hasn't, Been she didn't a- do what I did. So, yeah. like, she still leaves her stuff in the dishwasher. And I'm, like, I text her. I'm, like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, leave your dish in the sink one more time. And then she comes down to do it. And then I put it in the dishwasher because I don't care. Yeah. And one, to make you feel bad. Yeah. Like, I want you to feel bad that I did it for yeah, you. Yeah. So you do it next time. Yeah. But she, and then it, she always, this is like such a funny excuse. She won't listen to this, but like, yeah. if she does, like, sorry. But um, I remember like, I came back from the gym and like, she just like made breakfast. So all her stuff was on the counter and the sink. And I was like, are you leaving all this stuff out? Like, why aren't you putting this in? And she was like, I'm letting it soak. I'm like, okay, like, okay, fine. Like, she also, like, gets very defensive easily. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, it's fine. Like, you can cut this out. Like, I'm just No, it's funny, yeah. And then I was like, okay. I went up, took a shower. I came back. Oh, and then she went upstairs. And I was like, did you put your stuff away? And she's like... It's still soaking. Yeah. No, she's like, yeah, but um, there's some stuff still in because I just ran the dishwasher. Yeah. And it's, like, full. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, go downstairs, 
there's still a lot of stuff in the sink and the dishwasher isn't running yeah i'm like anna you didn't she's like it must have not worked because i did run it i'm like clearly you didn't because it's not running like this dishwasher isn't broken like you just didn't run it yeah and all her fruit and stuff was like left on the counter so and i'm like and you still didn't do that like i was pissed yeah like when you're living with so many people you're so mindful of these things yeah not leaving a thing in the sink and like cleaning up after yourself yeah because everyone should do their part yeah and coming back to like even though it's just another person's stuff yeah. it bothers me yeah because like why don't you clean up after yourself yeah, so you don't no. have to live in your filth yeah for me that's such a hard hard like that's the hardest part about being home is a disconnect that i feel from like what i just experienced versus like what i was before and like who i am now yeah. and like i think that it kind of relates to like the preconceived notions of my like what my family remembers me as like my family remembers me as not being responsible i mean i always have been responsible but like my room is was always a mess, like disgusting mess. Like it looked like a bomb hit the room and like a tornado, then a tornado went on, like <laughs> then a hurricane, yeah. then a flood. Yeah. It always like was awful, and I kind of just like accepted living in filth. But like they don't know now that like whenever every morning like at Kivun, like I would make my. I think that was also like a huge part of Marva, but like in general, just like trying to be a better person is like wake and also like waking up as the best version of myself and acting as that is like making my bed every morning and then waking up to work out and then making myself food and like I think that was also good for experimentation was just like cooking and like every morning I would have a gourmet meal instead of having like facts Molly would literally like I would take an apple on the way to my internship because like I just want to get as much sleep as possible and she would been up for like an hour already like packing like her salad yeah like how like yeah i was starving at my internship like i had black coffee and i would see like yeah. a yogurt in the fridge and like try to hold myself back from taking it that's been so hard yeah. for me to to be home is like my family like also i my they just redid my closet so i was only able to unpack like literally yesterday and like now i feel like myself again like my new self is like being in a clean room and everything but like my family is making fun of me for like having a disgusting room i'm like i don't have a closet right now i'm like oh what? you don't know me like yeah. you don't know me anymore Facts. let me tell you okay <laughs> so my mom i left protein powder on the kitchen counter once yeah. My mom, like, doesn't, like, care about whatever. I used to, like, I told you, like, leave all my stuff out yeah. and, like, just not care. Yeah. And they still think of me in that, yeah. like, in that way. They don't realize, like, what I really went through. My mom's like, you never clean up after yourself. Like, after you cook yeah. or make anything. Like, why is your, so your stuff is always there. Like, yeah. you have to start putting your stuff back. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, I, you don't even know the times that I cook because I leave it spotless after every time. Yeah. Like, you would never know if someone was just cooking in there yeah. after I, like, yeah. like, Nine times out of ten, I literally sparkle it because I I don't I want it to yeah. smell good. Like yeah. it's spotless. And the one time she's like, you always leave your stuff out. Like you don't even know half of the time I'm cooking <laughs> yeah. because I leave literally it's sparkling. Yeah, you would never know. Yeah, that's also that was one of the big. That's one of the lessons that I wrote down for myself is that I you don't let your past self dictate your future and like who you are now. And like one that goes for like when my dad my dad love him he would always he always calls me lazy and like he's always oh called God. me lazy that was always hard for me because that's like crazy you're like actually one of the least lazy that's the thing is like now like i think that that gave me motivation to kind of like do be a person and like do things and always be productive and like that was definitely a pushing factor i have been home for what a week and like there hasn't been much to do i just i don't know like it's also like a transition stage i'm going to college soon so like and I just got back from literally an entire year yeah. of like 
socializing 24 7 everything is on so like i just maybe just need some time to decompress and then he'll say you're being lazy why don't you do this i'm like oh my god like if you call me lazy one more time oh my god i'd be so yeah no but also like i think that it is a lot to do with like telling myself that like oh i would never that's something that i would always say like i would never do that or like i like i am i'm not good at this or like whatever it is and like just because in the past i would never do that doesn't mean that i i wouldn't do that now and like that's something that I learned this year is like never say never it's okay to change and it's okay to embrace that and it's okay to like say that you wouldn't do something then and like do it now or like vice versa do something then and say you and not do it now like that's part of life is just is exploring and is embracing that and also saying that I'm not good at something like that's something that I would like say as something as a way to stop myself is like I like for specifically what I was saying before about heights and public speaking it's like heights I hate heights. I'm not, like, I'm not good at that kind of stuff because, like, I'm scared of it. But, like, it's all mental. Like, I'm not good at it because I don't think I'm good at it. But once the second that, like, I had the confidence and, like, kind of overcame it a bit, like, I was like, this is not that bad. Like, it's all mental. And, like, saying that I'm not good at public speaking, like, who said that to you? Like, you're, you, you think you're not good at it, but then you do it. And, like, the only thing stopping you is yourself. Always. And the past ideas that you, like, like the preconceived notions you have about yourself and the ideas that you have of yourself. But, like, all of it's just embracing change. Yeah. And I think there are so many important things to, like, say to yourself and, like, amazing quotes. But, like, one of them is, I can't do it yet. Yeah. Like, most of the time, it's, I don't think I can. Yeah. Like, with the running thing. I was yeah. like, I can't run two miles in yeah. under 20 minutes. Yeah. I did. Because I couldn't, I didn't think that I could. Yeah. But I could. And even even if, like, I tried to do a pull-up today. Like, yeah. I, for a fact, like, it's not that I don't think I can. I tried to. I can't do a pull-up yeah. yet. <laughs> I can't do it yet. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. work on it. Yeah. And it's something huge. Like, set a goal for yourself. Yeah. And even if, like, it's something you don't care about and you don't want to set a goal for it, it's not that you... It's still I, It's still not I can't do it. It's yeah. that you can't do it yet because you haven't tried to do it yet. Yeah. Like, if you tried, you can. And if you've disciplined to go through it, you can do it. I yeah. promise. And as stupid as affirmations may sound, like, they're so important. It, yeah. It's not, like... I don't want to, like, burst the bubble of the astrology of yeah. whatever. It's not, like, astrology's basic psychology. Like, yeah. Like, the things you keep telling yourself, you'll convince yourself. Yeah. It's not because the yeah. affirmations, candles, yeah, like, yeah. astrology. No, no, no. It's just psychology. Yeah. Like, if you tell yourself, like, it'll happen. Yeah. Something huge that we spoke about, about, like, the goals that we had for this year was about our love for Israel and, like, strengthening our Jewish identity. So I think we should yeah. definitely speak about it. Especially yeah. you, who... All the army stuff. This was a big goal of mine because I always felt very... I'm very connected to my Jewish identity, but I yeah. wanted to be more in it spiritually. Yeah. And I know for a fact that, like, that happened for me, and thank yeah. God. Um, Marva, like, gave me this kind of confidence that, like, made me know that I can be comfortable in discomfort, yeah. which was one of my goals. And I can do things that are even hard and... I'm happy here and even even if I'm just looking forward to my coffee on the off yeah. weekend like I don't regret my week like I had a good week like yeah. I met amazing people and I was like you know what like if I can do this why wouldn't I go to the army like, yeah I don't know if I want to go to college yet I don't know what I want to do I think this could be beneficial for me as to figure myself out more as a yeah. person figure out what I'm good at and what I want to do yeah and I could meet incredible people for life. Like, yeah. this could be amazing. Not to mention, my, Adam's doing it, my boyfriend. Yeah. But I wanted to do it before he wanted to yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, like, 
immediately signed up for these seminars. So, like, if I wanted to go, I can go in August. Yeah. And when I got home, which is what I suspected would happen, I would be comfortable and, like, luxury and just be like, oh, like, why would I give this up? Like, waking up in my own room. Yeah. Even though in college I have a roommate, but it's different, you know? Yeah. Like, on the army, like... You know, like you don't have your. It's own not comfortable. Now. Like you have, you have a commander. You have to do a lot of things that are not comfortable. It's yeah. The army, like it's not supposed to be pretty. It's, yeah, it's not. Just... But I was living my pretty life back in America, and I was like, "Why do I want to give this up? Let me just go to college." Yeah. But I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I know, I know, I'm signing up for like discomfort, but yeah. like, I I genuinely think it'll be better for me as a person. Right. I kind of procrastinated a lot of things since I've been home. So hopefully it does work out that I can go in August. Yeah. But if not, I do see myself starting college and then stopping a semester. Yeah. Going to the army and then transferring. Yeah. Um, hopefully that everything falls into place. I'm sure it will. Yeah. But um, that's the plan is that I do want to go. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I'm really happy about it. Um, another thing was that I wanted to keep Chavez. Yeah. And... It actually didn't happen in my gap year. Yeah. So that is unexpected for me. Like, because I was more around, like, people like me, like, yeah. than I thought I would be. I thought I would be a little bit more religious, and I would just be inclined to keep Shabbos more. Yeah. But I wasn't, and people were like me, which is totally fine, but it was a goal of mine. Also, I feel like when I got back, I, there was a part of me that felt bad about myself. Like, I felt like I was, like, lazy- Mm-hmm. And, like, I was giving up, and I wasn't really doing much during the day. Yeah. And I just, I was alone a lot, like, because all my friends are in Israel. And, yeah. like, there was a part of me that I wanted to set goals for myself so I felt accomplished yeah. and as a person while I'm home. Yeah. Even though I'm not doing much. So I set goals for myself. Mm-hmm. There are a few goals, like, that I feel very accomplished by, and I feel like, that I couldn't have done if I was still in Israel. So I'm really happy that even though, like, there were moments where I was bored and I felt this way sometimes when I was at home that I felt like I was literally, like, not doing anything and I felt like a bum. I had these goals that I set just to to remind myself I'm not. I did this. So keeping Shabbos was one of them. And I'm proud of myself. Like, like, there are moments where, like, or there's been, like, two times where I just didn't because of, like, circumstance. Yeah. Um, but also, you're not going to go... Like, I'm not going to go 0 to 100 real quick. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to blame myself if, like, there's, like, two times since I've been home that yeah. I've not. Because that's great. Like, two times is... That's... Maybe it was three, but three but still... That's still, yeah. like... Yeah. Since I've been back, I've kept almost all. And I find it so... And what's helped me a lot is a good book. Yeah. I swear, if you have a good book, anyone can do shopping. Yeah. Anyone. Because it's literally like a day dedicated to like reading a good book. And you, look, if you spent all day sitting on your couch, like on your phone, you'd feel like shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would feel like shit because yeah. I've experienced that. There's been days here yeah. where I literally sat on my phone all day yeah. and I go to bed having achieved not one thing. <laughs> and... <laughs> But on Shabbos, I'm literally doing that same thing, but I'm reading. Yeah. And you don't feel like shit from that. Yeah, you feel great. If, honestly, I'd feel amazing, like, yeah. if I was reading for 10 hours. Yeah. I'd feel amazing. Like, you just need a good book. Like, Shabbos is so, not only spiritually cleansing, like, you just, it's a time mentally. to talk with your family. It's mentally cleansing, too. But it's also, like, physically and, like, like in a more intelligent aspect. Like, yeah. it's healthy for you. 
for your body, for your brain to get off your phone yeah. and read and connect with people around you. Like, yeah. you can't do that when their phones always are. Like, I always knew that about Shabbos and I thought like, oh, like the stereotype Jews are smart. Like, it's not even like a stereotype. Like, There's there are reason. secrets yeah. to why, like, a lot of people in Judaism find so much happiness and success. And I think... I'm so confident that Shabbos is one of them. Yeah. So you get off your phone, you disconnect, you connect with your family. Like, yeah. it's so simple, yet so... Important. Yeah. And also, like, having kept Shabbos, I just related so much more now. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it. And there's, like, an ambiance on yeah. Friday. Like, yeah. I don't even know why. Just, like, growing up, like, with Shabbos and, like, being Jewish. Like, I always said, like, since I was younger, I always felt like, the Shabbos day was just brighter than every other yeah. day of the week. Like, the sky was bluer. Yeah. Like, it was nicer out. It had better weather. I mean, that just was because, like, logically thinking back at it now, it's because I was waking up. I was waking up when it, the sky wasn't blue, like, yeah. for school. So, yeah. during the week, like, I was yeah. like, wow, like, I'm waking yeah. up and the sky is much bluer. Yeah, it's because you're waking up later. Yeah, like, yeah. it makes sense. But, like, I would just, like, connect that with Shabbos. Like, yeah. well, like so the beautiful. ambience of Shabbos is so beautiful. Look, like... The sky's so much bluer when I wake up. Yeah. Like, the day's brighter when I wake up. Yeah, because like, yeah, it was at 11, yeah. about 7. <laughs> like, that's why. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you feel it on Friday, no? no? Like, there's, like, this, like... Also, there's something so nice about, like, dressing up in a dress and, like, just being, like, a little fancy. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, Shabbos Begadim Chodesh. Like, like holy clothes. Yeah. Like, something like that. Where, like, it really makes you feel better about your physical appearance, too. Mm-hmm. I can talk about for hours, like, how Judaism is so beneficial for mental health. Yeah. Like, appearance-wise. Yeah. It's so good. Like, that can be completely different. Yeah. Not treading off topic here. But, like, I'm really glad that was, like, a goal of mine. And also, yeah. I feel way more um, connected to God. I'm not, like, getting political here, but just, like, there's a lot of things going on in the world, like, in society that I just don't agree with. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, like, sugarcoat it so people like me more. Like, I believe in what I believe. Yeah. And it's because of God. Like, yeah. this is... I do what I do because of God. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want, but don't tell me what to do. I want to be, like, a godly woman. Like, yeah. that's who I want to be. That's the values I want. Not that being on my phone has helped me, but just, like, being on my phone and, like, seeing, like, just, like, people care about things that I don't think are important. Yeah. Just made me go on a path that's more, like, spiritual. Yeah. No, I'm it's like, very spiritual. I don't like these values that are being set. I like these ones, so yeah. let me go to God. I think that's, like, a huge part of how living in Israel was so amazing and like being there was so good for strengthening my Jewish identity and love for Israel was one redefining my values and recognizing what's important what's actually important to me versus what I thought was important to me and also like to be able to see that see those values in one the people but just in the like the general community and the way that the systems work like in the way that the army works like to be able to see those values in Israel was just such a beautiful thing and like it makes you feel so connected to it. Like even like we didn't have a year of learning in the baby drosh. We didn't have a year of like crazy Jewish, like intellectually like stimulating, you know, but like I think that what was so important was the way that the I I, I was talking to Sammy Shire about this. I was saying we were saying like if you were to create your the perfect gap year program, what would it look like? And like he had so many ideas and whatever, and I was like Honestly, I cannot think of any other program I would want to do except for Kivun. Like, everything that it it was was perfect for one. Like, everything that we did was giving back and, like, was being a part of the yeah. society. 
also like the disorganization of certain aspects like just helped you again yeah. be comfortable yeah in sticky situations yeah. and also gain more independence yeah like the independence aspect of kivun helped me gain more independence like yeah. naturally like that's just what it did yeah like, and you can't get that from like no you there. can't get that anywhere else and also like it was such a good way to ease into one meeting new people like we met so many people from all around the world so many different cultures whether it be jews in israel who live there and like learning about different communities or it's literally learning about other kids from other gap year programs who are like live in mexico live in south africa live in australia like meeting these types of people was just so incredible to like feel like i'm a part of something bigger than myself 100 percent. do you ever like actually think about how like normal people like a random person in like wiley texas like yeah doesn't even know the history of, like, Israel and the Jewish people. Yeah. I know because it's what I've been taught. But I never really stopped to think about, like, how insane it is. Yeah. Like, since the beginning of time, persecution, extermination, ethnic cleansing. Yeah. Exile. But we had a prophecy that we would get Israel and it's here today. Yeah. Crazy. How? Like, it actually makes It's no- so crazy. Wow. And also, think like, learning about how things match up with what the Torah says was also so It literally so makes cool. me so emotional. Yeah, no. Like, how is this real? Like, yeah. and people just ignore it. Yeah. Like, it's right in your face. Yeah. Right in your face. No, it and is. And, like, how do you... There's no denying like, it. Like, how does no one in the world know? Like, like, historically, from a historical perspective, like, everything matches up. And I remember, I, like, specifically had, like, you were saying, like, it get, makes you emotional. I had this whole wave of emotion when we went... Me, Sophia, Jacob, and Hugo went on Pesach to this museum. It was the Eretz Yisrael Museum, a random museum. And, like, something... I don't necessarily care for artifacts. And I don't... Like, it never really, like... I, I usually would skip through it. But there was this one exhibit that was specifically, like, all the coins of Israel, like, throughout time. And you see, like, one, from a historical perspective, when you learn about, like, whatever it is. I'm, I don't even know. Like, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. But like, when the Greeks took over, the Romans took over, and, like, you see the way that, like you would think that it's more secular because it's tangible and you see the coins and you see like the, the period it's from. And then you think about from the Torah, what you learned about the Greeks and the Romans and the Beit HaMikdash. And like, it's just wild to think about how it matches up. And like, I'm like, how could you deny anything how? that the Torah says? Literally how? There's this museum I went to near Tel Aviv. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but it basically was like the history of the Jewish people. So the first floor was like the Torah, like Exodus. Yeah. That's so cool. And it was like just explaining the prophecies and everything like that and then eventually at the end it all connected yeah and it was insane like the second yeah. floor was like more like history like stuff that dr isaacson would be yeah, into you yeah, know? yeah like um like the bce but like the political side yeah like, yeah the political like mishaps between like like the persian empire and like the, yeah. the jews and then the, the it just everything like the arabs versus christian war like yeah one of those like i don't even know how many there were yeah. but probably a lot and like it just gives you, like, it first starts off with, like, the Torah, and then stuff that actually happened not so long later, yeah. but it was more history. It was, yeah. like, something you'd see in a textbook, not yeah. a Torah. Like, yeah. the Persian Empire took over, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, this is crazy, because, like, it's literally a prophecy. It was still, like, after God yeah. gave prophecy, so it wasn't, like, the time where, like, God was, like, talking to, like, yeah. M- Moshe, but it was, like, still a lot before Jesus. Yeah. Like, it was a long time ago where, like, these empires were... And it was, like, the time where the Jews started getting exiled everywhere. Yeah. And then eventually the third floor was, like... It was it's just so interesting. It was, like, the 16... 
1500s time period-ish where like the Ashkenazi Jews started forming into Ashkenaz groups and what the meaning of Ashkenaz is and the ethnicity behind uh, like the meaning of it and then why Sephardim went to Spain and like Mizrahim stayed in the Middle East and like just like all the different groups and like it just spoke about then it'll give you the like a 1400 Ashkenaz shul and it would just be like these communities in like Poland from like like my family was in Russia in the 1400s yeah and it showed like Russian Jewish communities and I was like this is crazy like it was literally like a whole Jewish community and there was like this is during the exile yeah but it's not so long ago because it's from the 1400s but it was literally the prophecy of exile yeah it was crazy and like then it went to like the 17 1800s of like more Jewish technology and like stuff like that and evolution and like Torah learning and more communities and like going to the United States and yeah or different places all over the world and then eventually like I got to like Jewish achievements and it was literally insane like it yeah. gave like this whole wall of like famous Jews that you didn't even know were Jewish like yeah. this is probably like a widely known fact but I didn't know Sigmund Freud was Jewish yeah I just didn't know that but most people do I didn't know and it was crazy like yeah. so many people were Jewish and 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 Hollywood also like the first movie ever was made by Jew it's insane like yeah. Jews started Hollywood like yeah. what an amazing accomplishment like yeah. that is I'm so proud. Like, it just made... I left so proud. Yeah. And, like, like cuisine and, like, there's this, like, cute, like, electric thing where you pick which Jewish food and give you, like, uh, like a cooking class. Oh. It was so cool. And, like, Jewish science. That's so cool. And, like, Jewish art. Did you know... Do you know, like, the old, like, comic style art? What do you... How old? Like, the pop I'm art? Sure you, Roy Lichtenstein? Probably. You would know. Yeah. He's Jewish. Yeah. I had... No idea. I was my... I'm like, this famous... Was made by a Jew? Like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's so exciting. And now whenever I find out that... What was it? I just found out that the owner of Starbucks is Jewish. Really? I'm amazed. Like, wow, great job. Yeah. <laughs> owner of Facebook is Jewish. Like, yeah. and people like... Turn, try to turn it around like Jews run everything. I'm like, yeah, Jews run everything. <laughs> yeah. Like this is amazing. Yeah. Like it's just like the same yeah. sentence in different perspectives. Yeah. Like, you see it as like we're taking over the world. I see it as we are such a like a minuscule minuscule like yeah part of the world. Yeah. Yet we've won 25 percent of Nobel Peace Prizes. Yeah. And if you took out all the technology in, in the world made by Jews. The world would be so empty. That's what I... I just saw a video by Noah Tishby, and she was saying, like, if you if you support BDS, then this these are the things that you can't use anymore. Oh, you can't use Waze and Google Maps and your iPhone and everything, like, everything. Absolutely insane. Like, literally. Like, the camera that went into, like, the body to save lives was maybe... Like, there's so many things that are just, like... Yeah. And then it ties into, like, all of this, and we have Israel. Yeah. Like, no. It's crazy. And like, it, how... It makes sense why why community is such a huge value in judaism because it's because the groups have been like because you have you have a shared history and like nowhere else like coming back to america like i was saying that the huge difference between america versus israel is like when you come back to america like it's very independent in the sense that everything's like kind of selfish and you have no sense of community and like being in israel and like meeting other people meeting these groups and seeing how like one, everyone's just so much more down to earth and they're less materialistic and they just like have less, they just like enjoy yes, everything life. more. I was they enjoy life. 
Yeah, 100%. I was listening to Candace Owens' podcast. <laughs> Normally, I love hearing her speak. Like, I think she's brilliant. But, yeah. like, there was something that she said where I'm like, like, you really... Okay, so what she said was, like, the American flag that represents, like, liberty and freedom. And yeah. the, our com- community who died from it or died for it. And I was like, I love America, but community. Yeah. These are people are these random americans yeah this is not my community yeah that's my community yeah it's so it's so different like i love america and for for normal americans like that america is their community but i'm like if you even know what the jewish community is like everyone in the world would want to be jewish yeah no i i'm like you think this flag is a community no that one is i promise that's what that's something that i realized on yomazika rome like it was i'm gonna read you something that i wrote and it was so it was such an emotional day one for what it represented obviously but two like to think i was telling shira i was like the difference between america and how they celebrate Memorial Day versus like Yom Hazikaron here, which is the same exact concept of commemorating your fallen soldiers. Is that in America we have the most that you one, you don't hear about you don't hear about soldiers. You don't you don't hear anything about them. You know nothing about them. You know nothing about the army. You know nothing. Like I can think about the sides of America versus the sides of Israel and how many people you know in the American army versus how many people you know in the Israeli army. Like it's not normal and. In in America, the way that we celebrate Memorial Day is we have a Memorial Day sales and we have an off weekend where you go boating with your friends. That's literally it. We do nothing. Like, not even mm-hmm. one little thing that, like, you could feel like you did. Like, Memorial Day weekend represents... It's fun. It's fun. You know, it's like, yay, no school, yeah. sales. Yeah. But here it's like everyone stops yeah. what they're doing. And this is... And this is... And when we went to... When we went um to Har Herzl and Yom Ron, like, it was just so emotional. And I wrote this. I remember, like, being so overwhelmed. And this is what I wrote. Um, it was on April 24th, 2023. I was never planning on sharing this, but like it really connects to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in a Har Herzl, a cemetery of 24,000 members of my family, none more important than the next. Tears roll down my face, and as much as I try to rid them, my sleeves become more wet and my eyes fill up until they overflow again. I try my best to give my undivided attention to those falling. Each grave is uniform, yet individual in character. The ages read 26, 19, 43, 24, 21, 20. I imagine the thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams, all cut too short. Yet my heart does not ache. It yearns. It yearns for the ground I walk on, the ground in which the fallen are buried. The same ground my ancestors developed and that people smother with kisses when departing a plane. The same ground people dream their entire lives of touching. The same ground that holds the heart and soul of the Jewish people. The same ground that has seen the most paralyzing heartbreak and joyous celebrations. The same ground that tells a story of hope of thousands of generations old. The same ground I vow to defend, develop, and grow. Like, to think that everyone in Israel, like, everyone in Har Herzl, like, just everyone in the Jewish community, like, you have a sense of identity and, like... It's... Ge- you, you can't... It's you- generational, like... Not generational trauma, but, like, it's this bond. Like, yeah. in America, like, yes, you're all Americans, but you're not... There's so many different... Yeah. Like... It's not the same as in Israel. It's it's an ethno religion. Yeah. Like this is a nation. It's yeah. a nation from the beginning of creation. Yeah. It's you like, don't you don't understand until you're there. That's what I insane. like I really like I was going into this year and I said this like about Aliyah, like, oh I would love to raise my kids with the same values, but like really like now I understood I really understand it and like I to think what I thought before versus what I think now and like how much more I love and just appreciate and like admire everything about Israel is like I one I I don't think I would have been able to have that without 
with going anywhere else except for Kivun. Like, I'm serious. I, I don't think yeah. it's the same type of love that I'm not... And I'm not comparing it. I mean, I am comparing it. But, yeah. like... But it's okay. It's okay. It's fun. Like, seeing the way that, like, I've experienced Israel this year and, like, one from all the hiking and, like, seeing the land and, like, being a part of it and, like, also, like, having our internships and, like, being a part of, like, the workforce versus, like, and then going to the army or, like, doing MADA and, like, being able to, like, give back in such a huge way where, like, it took away from yourself and, like, you have to give yourself to the system. Like, it was just such an incredible year. Like, really, I I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Me too. I think I love the way it went. Like, I met amazing people. Yeah. I I changed in the way I wanted to. Yeah. Like, the best way for myself. Yeah. And I'm really happy yeah. with the way things turn out. The last two things I want to say about, like, the lessons I've learned this year before, like, we can talk about life now and everything like that is that, one, like, I think that what we were just saying about how I really feel like I see the beauty in things more, like, even the small things, like, yeah. I was driving by, I was driving, I was driving by my childhood park, which me and my friends go to, we used to go to every Shabbat, we were always there, like, every time I go walk to someone's house, I walk past that park, and I saw these, this beautiful tree with, like, these beautiful orange flowers on it, I'm like, I have, I'm like, is that a new tree? And I like said, I said something about it to, I think it was like to Sarah or something. I was like, did you, did you see like the flowers in the, in the park? Like they're so pretty. She's like, that, that tree has always been there. I'm like, I just, I just never saw it. And I'm like, this is where I grew up. And like, to be able to come back with like a whole new perspective and like rose, not even rose, rose colored glasses, but like to be able to see the world more and is like so amazing. Like that's something that would always happen when I would go and walk with Ollie or like even to random stuff, I would just stop and like, look at all the flowers. Like there's something so beautiful about like appreciating the small things and I really like I don't think that I would have had that if I went anywhere else because I think that that was something that's just like living and that also goes with like the most common compliment that I got at the end of Kivun was like people always said to me like you know how to live in the moment and appreciate what's right in front of you which like that was because I worked on it like that's because I actively but worked on it doesn't that feel amazing though like something yeah. that you try to work on people noticing no it is it's amazing. like the best feeling ever and I was like I'm so happy that that's what people see me as because that's what I'm trying to do and like that's what I feel I am now um which, that is so accurate though yeah you're literally like one of my favorite people to be around because you just make people not not complain but just like yeah. live appreciate things more and, yeah. and just have fun like you're always down for whatever like that's something I think I need to work on is like saying yes more to things that like are unappealing to me like no I don't want to do like so sesh (laughs) but like like you probably didn't actually want to do so sesh either but you went yeah and like that's something I really admire yeah and like I need thank you no I I appreciate that 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 was that was also something that I told myself I want to work on is taking advantage of opportunities right in front of me exactly that's that's the term yeah it's it's Chances are it's going to be great, but yeah, I mean, okay, it's going to be good, and if it's not, it's not going to be bad, yeah. Like, it could be average, and yeah, it could be a waste of time, but at least you're not dying, yeah. like, you're not dying. Why is it always my yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's about death? I it just it's, it's a me, default, you know, yeah, no, like, it's true. It's not that hard because you're not dying, yeah, so get over it, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, and I think that this is something we both can agree on about this year and that we've said multiple times and that this is like such a big take takeaway is that like trusting the process and whatever is meant to happen will happen in the right time. Whether that be like, this is a stressful situation, which like, I don't understand right now when, when people keep asking me about Kivun and they're saying it in a condescending way and like, because they don't understand what I've been through. And like, this also goes for people, like certain relationships that like, 
you have to like take you have to take a step backwards in order to take two forward trust the process and like let things happen and i think that that's something that was like i wanted to like we were saying how we were excited to watch how our friendship grows and i think that's something like so nice to be able to talk about now one to like the fact that we're doing a part like a part Part two two shows everything was good (laughs) everything was good and like that's not saying that things didn't happen there wasn't conflict because there was and i think that that was so like to me i think that was so beautiful because i was going into this year i'm like me and lily like we have it set we have we understand each other we're we're good and like it's just going to be kind of smooth sailing but i think that it was so like beautiful and normal and nice that we had conflict because like one it shows like there's you can't get depthness to a friendship and you can't really like there there's no moving forward if you don't have kind of no it's not even a setback I think that it just deepened it more and deepened our friendship and appreciation like understanding each other better and like that's something that I like feel so happy that we can come back now and like I see like we see each other and we're so excited to talk and catch up and like I yeah it's just been and like we I think that it was so good the way that things worked out like it was like we've we've spoken about this a lot like when we had like a bit of conflict and like how it was uncomfortable and we kind of had different expectations and like I'm just so happy with the way that it turned out. Me too. Like, I couldn't... I like, I think that it was so good that it happened. Yeah. Which is I why... I think it made us grow. Oh, helped yeah. us grow. Yeah. Like, in the ways we wanted to. Yeah. Just, like, thinking back to all of our goals, like, it just worked out. Yeah. Which is, like, that's why you sometimes, like, in the moment, it's hard to see the good in it. And, like, it was hard when we were going through conflict and, like, to feel like it was going to be okay and, like... But to think now, like, I saw this quote that, like, I think about all the time, and I think it applies to this, is that, like, what if everything you're going through is just in preparation for what you asked for? Which is so true. 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 I said that slower. What if everything you're going through is just preparation for what you've always asked for? Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, everything happens for a reason, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about life now and, like, where we're heading now. I'm starting college in on July 3rd. It's so crazy. Are you excited? I am. I think that I'm a lot more excited now that like I've had all this experience and I feel a lot more confident in myself and what I'm capable of. And like, as you were saying, like you, you're able to do a lot more than you think you are. And something that I was really, really nervous about in starting like literally in July and like starting in the summer is that I'm not going to know a lot of people that will be there like in the summertime like I literally don't know a single person but to me like now that's so exciting because like to think about the experience that I've had and how like I was able it was a lot easier because like I had you going into it and like we were kind of in a group setting and like it was just a lot easier to make friends but like now it's kind of like a challenge to see like I'm really gonna find people who suit me because like I can pursue and I have no one holding me back and not holding me back but I'm saying like no one has any preconceived notions about me no one knows me like I can be literally start on a clean slate which is like so crazy and I'm so excited for that and like I'm so excited to see how it turns out and like I have so many I, I have so many goals for myself that like I'm going to, like, sit down. You know the dear future me? Yeah. So I'm going to write myself a very long letter and then send it to myself and see how it is in four years. Kind of like this, but just, like, for college, yeah. all of college. That's amazing. I'm at four years later. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, no. And, like, to think of, like, how good this episode was. Yeah, this isn't after, even a year later. This yeah. Is, like... Yeah, it's been, like, what, ten months? I don't know. Yeah. So for me, um, I spoke about it a little before, but I'm trying to work out the Army situation because I do want to go. But I'm not going to be upset at myself or be upset at the universe if yeah. it doesn't work out 
because everything will fall into place. Yeah. So, so I'm excited yeah. for the future. We're so young. We have so many things yeah. like, coming for us. See you in the next stage. See ya.